Hello, and welcome back to Lead with Compassion. With me, your host, Nico McCall. Thank you so much for joining me again for episode six. Today, we're going to discuss coming out. I've had to come out twice in my life, once as a lesbian when I was female presenting, and again a second time when I was coming out as a transgender person. And one was definitely a lot more terrifying than the other. So what is coming out? As a person who has done it twice, I have some opinions on it. But before I get into that, coming out is typically when a person of the LGBTQ community publicly announces that they are part of the LGBT community. For those of us in the community, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, at least I put a lot of pressure on myself, around the coming out process. I felt a lot of pressure from a societal standpoint to officially come out, and I put a lot of pressure on myself, which I don't necessarily think needed to be there. But when you grow up in a community that never talks about anyone being gay, and I grew up in a family that's the same way, you just have no idea what to expect. I think if my parents had been more left-leaning, it's likely that I wouldn't have had as much anxiety around it, because stereotypically, people who are right-leaning politically are less supportive of the LGBT community. And having nothing else to go on, that was my anticipation, that my right-leaning parents would have a big issue with me coming out. I think the idea that the LGBT community has to come out from a societal standpoint is absolutely absurd. I know in our house, we have told both our kids anytime we were talking about finding someone attractive or being interested in someone or dating in the future, when we had any of those conversations, all genders were included. And when I'm talking to my son, I'm not just saying, if you have a girlfriend, then here's my advice. It's if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or dating someone of any gender, here's my advice. And it was just matter of fact. With our eldest, actually, my wife and I were married, but not really telling a lot of people. We were just hush-hush about it. Our eldest was in high school. And at the time, they would come home and be like, oh, I told so-and-so about my mom's. And so they actually did a lot of the coming out for us because they didn't feel the need to keep anything hidden. Whereas my wife and I were a lot more aware of this feeling we had to kind of stay hidden. And so when our elders would make small comments like that to people, like, oh, my mom's such and such, that kind of forced my wife and I out of the same-sex marriage closet that we were in. And I think the societal pressure is coming from a place of LGBT people not knowing that support exists prior to coming out. Even if you look at professional athletes or actors or actresses, anybody that has a celebrity status, it's always big news when they come out. Almost like them coming out changes everything we thought about them. When instead, it's not different from learning that someone's natural hair color is different than what we're used to. For me, personally, it seems like an impossible-to-reach-utopia where... When someone is dating someone else, that's all it is. 
someone is dating someone else. It doesn't matter what gender either person is. The assumption that the majority of society makes that people are heterosexual kind of sets us up for this need for the LGBT community to come out. But this heteronormative society forces a lot of LGBTQ plus people to stay in the closet or feel like they are in a closet. When a person in the LGBTQ plus community comes out, what we're really telling our friends and family or what we're really asking our friends and family is, do I still belong? Am I still a part of this family unit that we've built? Whether it's family or friends, am I still a part of this? Do I still belong? Do you still accept me? Do you still want me in your group? Every time we come out, that's what we're asking. And it's such a vulnerable thing for us to tell people especially those first few important people that we have to tell before we can come out in general. Those first few people are so important, at least for me. Deciding who those first few people were going to be felt like such a big decision, because if it goes wrong, then I'm going to expect every other encounter to go wrong. If I find out when I tell them my sexual orientation or my gender identity that I really no longer belong, then where does that leave me? I would be left emotionally homeless. And I would be emotionally homeless at the most vulnerable point in my life. In a later podcast, I'll talk about coming out as a transgender person. In this episode, we're just going to do an overview of coming out. So I'll go back and look at when I came out as a lesbian. So you know that my husband at the time had outed me to my family, but then my family never said anything to me about them knowing. So I'm in this unhealthy marriage, have a one-year-old son. I was in college at the time, and I had a friend who was watching my son. And sometimes she had doctor's appointments or something else going on where she couldn't watch him while I was in class. So I would take him to school with me, and someone in the main office would watch him, or if another instructor didn't have a class, they would watch him. And one of those instructors, who years down the road ended up being my wife, was someone I felt I could talk to. So I intentionally started building up this friendship with her. But even before telling her, I had to practice saying the words, I am gay, out loud. So I practiced on my son, who didn't even talk yet. I would look in the mirror or I would be having a conversation with my son and practice saying those words. And even after doing that, when I sat down with this friend and I told her, I'm gay, my heart was racing so fast. It was the first time I'd ever come out to anyone and I was terrified, terrified of judgment Terrified of no longer having this one friend. Terrified of what that meant for my future. And terrified for what that meant for my future as a parent. Saying those words out loud, I am gay, felt like the start of an avalanche. 
which is a pretty negative connotation for me to put on it. But I think I was so terrified at the time, all I could think about were negative outcomes of me coming out. Fortunately, my experiences coming out were not negative. The first one definitely wasn't. My friend was very supportive of me, and I knew that whoever else I told, if they couldn't accept me, at least I had one person in my corner, one person who would not judge me for being a lesbian. At some point after coming out to this first person is when my husband found out. If we fast forward to those moments, there was one evening in our house where he just looked at me and said, you know you have to tell me, right? And that's when I knew for sure that he knew. How he knew, I didn't quite know yet, but I knew that he knew, and so telling him really wasn't the hardest person to tell. But in him stealing this information from me, he was able to turn it into a confession on my part, which also had a negative connotation to it which added to the avalanche that I felt like I was creating. Let's fast forward again to my parents this time. I felt like my mom knew because every time I would go up and visit, she would have just some little comment that she made where I came away from the conversation wondering if she knew, if she suspected something. Of course, she did know because my husband at the time told her I just wasn't aware that he had done so. On one visit, I think she was really tired of me dodging her little inquiries that she was making, and she just said, you know, I love you, and if you ever have anything that you need to talk about, you can talk about it with me. And that's all I needed to know. That whenever I talked to her, I wasn't going to be kicked to the curb, even though looking back on that moment now, I, I'm fighting tears because I always hid myself from everyone in my life growing up. I always felt like I was the outsider. And what I realized as an adult is that I was creating that feeling. It wasn't the people in my family. It wasn't my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my parents, my sister. It wasn't any of those people. It was me. I was creating that feeling of being an outsider because I had walls up as long as I can remember protecting myself. So hearing those words from her, that I could come to her and talk about whatever was going on, it was such a relief. And when I finally did tell her, there were a lot of tears on both sides, but there was no judgment. She didn't understand everything that I was telling her. She didn't understand really how someone could be gay. She didn't understand that aspect of it because I don't think she'd ever known a gay person before me before her child, but she was very patient and she only had one request that we didn't tell my dad. After I had this initial conversation in true family fashion, we really didn't talk about it again. I didn't live in the same town at that point and I just felt this insatiable urge inside me to have continuous conversations about it because now I knew that I had someone in my family who wasn't going to judge me. But going days, weeks at a time without this continued conversation left room in my mind to build up worst case scenarios. So I emailed my mom once and then later found out that my dad read the email. And while I didn't come out and say anything specific, he was able to infer from my email the information that my mom didn't want him to have. 
So he requested that she tell me that I was not to contact the family and I wasn't allowed to come home. I couldn't call her. I couldn't have any contact with anyone in the family. The good thing I had in my life at the time I got that information is that I was in college in another town going to a church that was actually an LGBT church and I was active in the LGBT group on campus. I don't even remember if I told any of them what was going on, but I did have them in my life. So even though I couldn't contact my family, I knew I could still surround myself with people who were supportive. And I knew that I could go to any of them with any issues that I was having with my family because they understand. Well, about a month goes by and I get a letter from my dad. Basically, the letter says, you're still my kid and I love you. And it's really interesting how my parents dealt with my coming out. My mom was supportive up front. She didn't judge me. She's not a judging person. I honestly don't know why I was so scared to tell her because she has a true Christian heart. That woman does not judge people. But it took her longer to adjust to the initial conversation. My dad needed that month off. When I was told not to contact the family, he needed that time for himself so he could sit with his thoughts and... In that month, he must have done a lot of soul searching because when he sent me that letter that said, you're still my kid, you're still the same person you've always been, that has not changed, and I love you just like I have always loved you. From the moment I got that letter, there was no more adjusting for him. Once he made the decision, that was it. There was no more questioning it. I was still his kid, and he still loved me, and that's all he needed to know. Telling my sister wasn't much different than telling my mom. There were a lot of tears. She didn't really understand it or think it would be so close to her, but she accepted me. If you're in the position of telling someone that they can come to you with any information and you won't judge them, you need to know ahead of time how to put any judgment or negative thoughts away. Because in those conversations, Anyone telling you this information is going to be hypersensitive to any clue that you might give off that you were judging. When I look back at my coming out stories, and now having been a parent for quite a few years, I think a lot about what people in my life could have done differently, what they could have said differently that would have made me less fearful of coming out to them. And I think the biggest thing is not seeing anything LGBT around me growing up. The only reference I had for someone coming out as gay was Ellen DeGeneres' sitcom at the time. It was one that we watched as a family, and then she came out on the show. And while I didn't know back then that I was gay, I definitely kept my parents' response to that in my mind. And not only that, but I remember back in middle school, One of our classmates in our health class said that they didn't know what their sexual orientation was. And I have no idea how I reacted at the time. It probably wasn't in a nice way because we were middle schoolers. And looking back on our lives together, that classmate is one of my heroes because she always went against the grain, but the grain she followed was hers. And in that moment, when she wasn't sure what her sexual orientation was, I just remember laughter. The laughter was not directed at me because I wasn't the one that said it. 
but I internalized that and I kept that laughter with me to this day. That memory is ingrained and I will never forget it. So even if you're not part of the LGBT community, but you're ever in moments like that, stop and think because it might not even be the person that the laughter is directed at. It might be a quiet person on the sidelines just watching the whole thing go down and internalizing it and telling themselves, I can't ever question my sexual orientation. I mean, that's what I learned from that moment. I learned to keep to myself and make sure that I am aware of anything I could possibly be doing that others might interpret as homosexual and hide it away. So if you're in those moments, think about not only the person who that laughter is directed at, but everyone else observing it. They're learning one of two things. One, how to put others in the spotlight and make fun of them so the spotlight is not on them. Or two, they are cowering in the corner emotionally learning to hide themselves away. So if you're no longer in middle school, what can you do? Or the hypersensitivity developed by watching moments like these stays with us into adulthood. So the moments may not be as dramatic as a locker room, but they still happen in the workplace and friend groups. So what can you do in these moments? What can you say? How can you step in to change the life path of the person who's being ridiculed, the people who are doing the ridiculing, and everyone else who is internalizing it? I think what would have made the difference for me to where when I was coming out, I didn't feel like I was creating this avalanche of negativity in front of me would have been not keeping LGBT topics out of the conversation. I mean, coming out doesn't have to be any big thing if it's a part of your everyday conversations. That's why on the LGBT side, coming out is so important in society because the more of us that stand up and say, yep, I'm gay, this is my partner. Yes, I am transgender. I am non-binary. You can call me they, them, thank you. The more of us that stand up and say that, the more it becomes part of general conversation. And the more it is part of general conversation, the less stigma there is, the less pressure we feel when we are telling people that we're gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, non-binary. I think, at least in my experience, the more conservative the area is that you live in, the more important it is for you to speak up if you support the LGBTQ community. And not even from a political standpoint. I mean, you don't have to put signs in your yard. But if you go to church, just make those topics part of your conversations. Because there might be someone sitting right next to you who is terrified to come out to anyone else in that church. But if they hear you having a conversation about how your female cousin just got married to her girlfriend last weekend, they're going to hear that and know that you're a safe person to go to. So don't be afraid to have these conversations and spend some time thinking about how you would respond to someone if they came out to you. Because if you're going to be more vocal and you're going to talk about LGBT issues or this lesbian couple you know or your friend who is transitioning or your friend who is non-binary and uses they, them, the more people are going to feel comfortable coming out to you. So know how you're going to respond. How you're going to respond if it's a coworker, if it's someone you kind of know but you don't really know. If it's a sibling, if it's a parent, if it's your kid, have an idea how you would respond. Because as big 
as a moment as it is for us to come out to you, your response to us is also a big moment that you have control over. I know a lot of times when I was coming out as a lesbian, I was already well into the relationship with my partner at the time. And so when I was coming out, it was to tell them that I was getting married. And some of the most positive responses I had were from people who, without skipping a beat, said, oh, congratulations, what's her name? And this seems so small, because if it was a heterosexual relationship, that's probably the response you would give. Me getting that response for a same-sex relationship was mind-blowing for me. So the simplest and truest responses you can have are the best ones. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't have to have just the right thing to say. But the more time you spend preparing yourself for that moment, the less of a big deal it's going to be for you. And you can just have some small supportive comment to make. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for trusting me with this vulnerable information. For the person coming out in these moments, compassion is probably the last thing on our minds. Compassion for the person we're giving the information to compassion definitely for ourselves, is pretty much non-existent. We're just focused on survival. For a lot of us that didn't grow up knowing any LGBT people, it wasn't a part of any conversation that was had in our presence, unless it was negative. Coming out is survival, so compassion is hard to come by. Looking back at my first coming out story, and looking for compassion in it, I can have a lot of compassion for myself now looking back. In the moment, there definitely wasn't any, but looking back at that moment, mother of a baby, wife in an unhealthy marriage, no friends, keeping family at a distance, I was doing the best I could. And it's bringing that awareness of where I was and what I couldn't do back then with me now, bringing the success stories from those coming out conversations with me now, and knowing that I don't have to build up the walls. I don't have to keep those walls up. Knowing how to do that is a completely different story, something I am still learning. But if I continue to look back on all of the moments where letting my guard down, peeking through these walls ended in a success story, and keep bringing those moments with me, the more of them I have. The easier it is to break through the walls or to drop them down and be vulnerable. If I look back on my parents coming out to them, I can look back on that with compassion. My dad was really doing the best he could. It really sucked for me in the moment. But now I can appreciate those 30 days he took. He didn't have a positive response to give me at the time. And he knew he needed that time to process. And instead of giving me a negative response, he took the time he knew he needed and processed it and reached out to me when he knew he was 100% supportive. And I appreciate that now. I think if I would have told him in person and he would have had to respond in the moment, it wouldn't have gone as well. Today, when I'm still coming out to people, it's hard to remember to lead with compassion in those moments. You forget to see that person with compassion no matter where they're at because coming out is such a self-focused situation. If I'm able to think about that other person and have compassion for them in the situation, it, it does take some of the pressure off me. If I'm able to look at myself with compassion 
and recognize that I'm headed into a vulnerable moment, I may be able to stay open to this vulnerable moment. If on the other hand, I build up a bunch of walls and then come out, that ends with defensiveness on my part, putting the other person on the offensive against me, which probably isn't what's really happening, that's just my defense mechanism. So if I come into the situation with compassion for myself and for the other person, that allows room for the vulnerability to stay there. And just because I'm vulnerable, it it doesn't mean that the other person is going to have a positive response, but I think it raises the likelihood of that. Compared to compared to building up my walls first and then coming at them from a defensive standpoint, lowering the possibility of a positive response. I have to remember that their response doesn't have anything to do with me. It's all about them. Just like if you find yourself being the person someone else is coming out to, their response to you has everything to do with them. It seems far too common that we build our walls before entering a vulnerable situation. And coming out to you may be the most vulnerable that person has ever felt. So all this pressure we put on coming out, whether it's coming out to friends, coming out to family, coming out on Facebook, which is something I did, so much pressure on this one moment. And then we think, great, I'm out. I don't ever have to do that again. And in my experience, it's something I have to do over and over again. It's something I definitely had to do when I was female presenting in a same-sex relationship, but that was visible. I could walk down the street holding my wife's hand and people knew we were a same-sex couple. Now it's completely different. We'll get to that because I'm going to have a whole series on coming out and coming out in different situations. But now as a trans person, I have to come out a lot. I have to come out over and over again, and it's definitely not come out once and you're out. It's a repetitive process. So thank you for joining me for the first conversation about coming out. The next few episodes are going to continue the story of coming out and will be focused on coming out for me as a transgender person. I'm going to look at different areas of my life in which I have had to come out and where I still have to come out. So I'll see you back here Thursday to continue our conversation on coming out.